Hi, and welcome to Bacon and Eggs. I'm still Ethan Itchell. And I am still Tyler Carlin. This is our weekly podcast where we talk about some of our favorite movies. And anything else on our minds. Thanks for tuning in for another great week and another brand new episode. Or 30 seconds after the last one finished, we literally do not judge. If this is your first time joining us, we re- recommend you take a listen to any of our first six episodes. I think it's like eight episodes now. Yeah, but uh, the first six are the ones that have the big intro. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we will tell you a little bit about who we are in those episodes. And what we do. And what this podcast is. It'll also give you a great background on the other bajillion Marvel movies we've reviewed. And what you're about to hear now. Yeah, and and regardless, either way, no matter what, welcome. We are so glad you've joined us. We make absolutely no promises as to how long this intro will stick around. So buckle up, because we're going to just dive right on in. Without further ado, Tyler, what did you think of Dodgeball, a true underdog story? Ethan, I... I have seen that movie, uh, but I didn't watch it this week. I didn't watch it today either. Why am I not surprised? Uh, uh, well, Are you ever going to watch the movies I ask you to watch? I text every single week, Tyler, watch this movie. Not one time. Not one time has it worked. Well, but that's what makes you such a great friend because I texted you and I said, Ethan, make sure you watch Captain America The Winter Soldier. Excuse me, sir. It was actually a Snapchat. <laughs> was it a Snapchat? It was a Snapchat. Um, and I said, make sure you watch Captain America The Winter Soldier. You're in for one heck of a ride. It was a heck of a ride. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, released April 4th, 2014. That's 1,319 days ago as of this recording. Uh, only a budget of $177 million. That was $7 million more than Thor The Dark World. But they uh, made $100 million more than Thor The Dark World. So it just a little a little can get you a lot. But you still know? a lot less than Iron Man 3. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Just so saying it once. Saying it one time. This movie made $714.3 million worldwide. A lot of money. But much less, a lot of money. much less than the $1.2 billion Iron Man 3 made. Yeah, but it is considerably better. Uh, it got an 89% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is 9% better than Captain America 1 did, if you recall. That's and insane. It, got an, it is insane. It also got a 92% audience rating. And then the most impressive fact of these ed- all together. 70 out of 100 on Metacritic. Correct. It's it a passed. strong C. It's, it a, it's a passing grade well, that's not strong college. c that's a, that's, that's a, a well it's a that's c that's a c minus <laughs> like, that's a, yeah i mean it, but it's but like that is good enough to get you through most of your major classes it is it is like you don't have to retake that class uh so 70 out of 100 on, on metacritic that's an insanely high score uh, just a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. Uh, we are, have launched a Facebook group for fans of Bacon and Eggs. So if you want to get to know Ethan and I a little bit better or meet other people who are interested in this podcast, uh, you can click it to clack on over to Facebook. There will be a link in the description to join our Facebook group. Uh, it's free and it will be free forever. Anybody who joins now will never have to pay a dime to be a part of that group. Um, it will always and, be and free. It will always be free. We're really, really excited about it. And so, uh, add your friends. Just literally, you can just add them, and they will they will start getting notifications. They will. Uh, but you know, don't don't do that if they're not interested. Uh, <laughs> we really want it to be a place where we can come and interact and talk about all the things that that we care about. That now we think uh, you all care about as well, outside of the regular podcast. Um, so, Ethan, did you have any other uh, yeah housekeeping? Al- al- well, not necessarily housekeeping, but allow me to diverge from Marvel for two seconds. Okay. We got literally dozen responses mm-hmm. about this last week. We promised the people Billy Joel, and we didn't say a word about Billy Joel. We did not say a word about Billy Joel. What what uh, quick Billy Joel feedback do you have for me? So I just wanted to get a let's let's we're just gonna do once a week. I think I'm gonna invent a new segment that may or may not stick around, but we're gonna start from the top and just go down. What, Tyler, what is your favorite Billy Joel song? Oh my gosh, what this is like an insane question. Yeah, just right off the top of your head, what's the number one that comes to mind? 
Oh my gosh. That is like so j- piano man. Is it piano uh, man? Okay. Okay. Uh maybe. I really No, I need a hard commitment right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my I gosh. I hope this question stresses you out. Oh my gosh. Oh oh god. Oh jeez, um, Rick. Oh my gosh, Rick. Oh, it's Morty. We we need your Billy Joel song. Um I'm I, Ethan, I need you to answer first because I can't. Oh, do this. this is a this is an easy one for me. It is scenes from an Italian restaurant. Scenes from an Italian and, restaurant and, and is number one. Vulture.com agrees with me. Yeah, it, it is the number one Billy Joel song on that list of 121 Billy Joel songs. It ranked. Um, I, I would really, agree with that. I know every single word to to scenes from Italian restaurant. Like if I knew how to play piano, I could probably just play it by ear. I don't think you know how hard piano is. No, but like uh, it, like I know the melody that well off the top of my head that like I could figure it out in minutes if I knew how to play piano. But okay, I think if I if I opened uh spotify right now and was like what billy joel song do i want to listen to more than anything right now it would probably be angry young man which is like the most recent billy joel song i have discovered and fallen in love with it's a great song uh, it's oh great my song. gosh it's a very very cool very very cool very i'm glad if, that you did not say we didn't start the fire oh god no no what no uh yeah that would probably be what i would start with right now if you haven't heard that song and it's totally reasonable if you haven't i don't want to vilify you if you haven't listened to every billy joel song or even the songs that aren't in the top 10 most popular it's a really good song it's it's like technically very very cool it's got some really cool things with it on piano and it's just a, a good song it is a good song <laughs> So yeah, that's my um, my Billy Joel couple minutes. Couple of minutes. So next week we're gonna we're gonna give you our second favorite Billy Joel songs. Oh gosh, this and I'm is gonna, such a challenge. I'm gonna keep this going for as long as it's feasible. Uh, the movie starts. We get a flippy book thing from Marvel, so we're still at the flippy book thing. We're not quite at the Marvel Studios presents. Oh, really quick, how did you um how did you watch this movie? And I'm gonna, oh, gonna... I, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Um, you're about to say, yeah, I watched it on my Xbox. I rented it for three ninety nine. <laughs> Fun fact: I did not do that. Um, but I was at my in laws' house, and they don't have my Xbox there. Uh, but they do have on demand through Verizon FiOS, and I got on there, and I went to search, and I searched the Winter Soldier, and I watched what was a pre-recorded but not DVR'd free streaming version of it for FX. So. It may not have all the scenes it's supposed to have, and gotcha. it did have it did have commercial breaks. <laughs> it's definitely probably missing some stuff. <laughs> probably missing a few things. Uh, so that's me. I watched this on <laughs> dot dot. Golly, that sounds so bad for your computer. So, uh, just a fun fact about this movie. So we get the we get the um the opening scene. The opening scene. We get the flippy book thing, and then and then it opens on nice shots of Sam running through DC. Yeah, and. Something happens in this scene that happened to Ethan. Happened while we were in DC. in DC two days ago. We were we went to Podfest in Washington DC, and we were walking to Capital the, One Arena to the Capital One Arena to go get tickets for a Wizards game. And in this scene, Steve keeps running by Sam, the the fa- the future Falcon, on the National Mall. Um, and he just keeps going on your left, on your left, every time he runs by. And literally, I'm walking through DC, and this man runs up beside me and goes. On your left, and just keeps running. And I just looked at Ty, and I was like, "It ha- did you? It just happened to me. It really just happened to you." I literally laughed out loud when I saw that because you said that it just happened to me, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because I didn't remember this scene at all. I did, and I was like mentally started. prepared for this scene to be in this movie. Um, but but I love that scene. I love the way that's introduced. Uh, we get a great introduction to a great new character in the movie. Um, and I and love Sam. I do too. I I I remember. All of the following movies that he's appeared in being like, was he really that big of a deal in Captain America Winter Soldier? Like, was was he really that involved? Turns out, yes. Yes, he is that involved. He's a huge deal. I love Sam. I'll tell you why. 
Sam what? is 100% in. Oh, he's all about it. He is just like, he's Mr. Gung-Ho. He's ready to go. He is. He is. And he's he's all about Captain America as well, which is right. good. But he's just like, he's like, all right, what are we doing? Ooh. Yeah. What's what's the next yeah. step? What's the next mission? Where do we go? Boss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and he works for the VA with uh, uh, vets who have PTSD, which is very cool. He's just all around great guy. Really good guy. Uh, and he talks to, who says it? He says, your bed's too soft. It's like a marshmallow. Who says, it's, uh, they say Sam it to says other. it to, yeah, Sam says it to uh, Cap. He's like, your bed's too soft, right? Yeah. yeah your bed's too soft. It's like a marshmallow. And Steve goes, yeah, I think I'm going to fall away the floor. Yeah. And or like, something like that. He just like picks this guy out immediately. And Steve's just like, whoa, he, he knows. He understands. Right. It's the first person that like kind of gets what Cap Well, he's is the going first. Through. And we've seen this a lot with different characters throughout this Marvel universe. But it's, he's the first person to treat Steve like a person. Yeah. Like just, he's, Steve's another guy to him. Doesn't matter. He's Captain America. He's just right. another patient he's, almost. He's another guy who can who can run really fast right like he's just a he dude can do 13 miles in 13 minutes uh and then 30 minutes and then some some bullcrap ah worst worst detail of the whole movie what right after this we get introduced to captain america's vehicle captain which America's is vehicle of oh, the corvette a chevy corvette a corvette yeah boo well technically that's natasha's vehicle boo, no steve's, steve's vehicle is the bike his vehicle is a bike but he drives a vet and then later in the movie he drives a silverado mm. And Nick Fury drives a Tahoe. I know. Listen, Captain America, hey, you're a Ford man. That was a cool Tahoe. That was a sweet Tahoe. I drove a Tahoe this weekend. Or a Yukon. Whatever. Same thing. Same not place. same thing. They are literally the exact same. No, they're not. What? The Yukon's the Suburban. No. The Yukon XL is the Suburban. There's a, there's a difference? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's yeah. what my boss has. I had a Tahoe. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, boo, cap-driving Chevrolet vehicles. I'm not about it. This whole movie had Chevys all up in it. All the cops drove Impalas. It's some... Bu- even... Even Sam drives a Malibu or an Impala. I couldn't quite tell. It was a very, very action-packed scene. I think it was an Impala. It was probably an Impala. But anyway, so Cap drives a vet, and then we meet, who do we meet? Some dude that I said seems like a real bad dude. Um, Oh, no, we get the, but there's this great thing, and this has been passed all around the internet because it's different in every country. The little notebook that Steve has. Oh, is it? Tell me more. Yeah, so it was a thing I saw on Reddit uh, originally. Where it's like in in the things that Steve like is supposed to not missed out on, like it all ends in Trouble Man soundtrack because that is a major part of the movie. Well, not major part, but it comes back in the movie. But um, it's like the things that he has to know about are different in like Russia and Brazil and like England. Really? Yeah. Even though he's he's Captain America. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll attach a, a a graphic um to the huh. to the show notes, but it's cool. It's like, I'll have to go find the post. I'll attach the graphic. It's like it's four different shots of the little notebook and like they're completely different lists. Huh. Are they all in English? Yeah. Weird. Yep. They're all in, in English, but that is that is the thing. Um is that they, yeah, they all end in Trouble Man soundtrack though. Well, yeah, cuz that's what he's writing. Right. I know. I'm just saying like that one is consistent. I think there's one or two that are consistent on there, but the rest of them, it's like, in Russia, it was like the tearing down of the Berlin Wall or something like that. And mm. then like, so like, what's important to the history of that country, I guess? Right. What is important about America's involvement in the history of that country? Right. Right. And Steve's like, yeah, you know, no, not having polio is great. The internet's nice. Right. <laughs> Bye, polio. The, I've been reading the internet a lot, is what he says. Yeah. It's really helpful. Ugh. And Steve gets a text. <laughs> With, like, a mission from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, a text that's like, hey, we got a, a mission for you. Let's go. Yeah, that's Come that's on, wild Vominos. And he goes. Yeah. He just goes. So, anyway, they've got a mission. Natasha picks him up to go on a mission. She calls him a fossil. She does. She, she says, I thought like, it should have been. Anybody know where the Smithsonian is? I'm looking for a fossil. What a clever little line and she's Steve's got there. Steve's just like, eh, eh, never heard ha, that ha. one before. 
I'm old. We even see like kind of the what you're even talking about is that like Sam treats him like a person. Even Natasha, like his only uh, appears to be friend throughout this entire movie, uh, doesn't. And even later in the movie, she's like, uh, if you wanted friends, you're in the wrong line of work, buddy. Nope, because she is interested in him uh, romantically. Oh, no, she's not. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Nope. She definitely nope. is. No, nope. I even made a note. I was like, I wonder what Natasha's uh, romantic interests are in this movie. Oh, and, I very uh, much made a note that was like, I'm very sick of this this forced Steve and Natasha romantic moments. Oh, I don't think they're romantic. I think that she is uh, being like a modern spy and that makes him uncomfortable. Uh, like, like the that. relation, Like the public relationship they have to have. Because she, in later movies, doesn't have a relationship with Cap. She has one with Hawkeye. Banner. The Banner, right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Hawkeye's married. Right. But like she was... Shocked when she found that out. So let's see. Uh, they go on this mission. Uh, Captain America jumps out of a plane without a Yeah, without a to parachute. save the shield ship that's been... Uh, hijacked. Yeah, hijacked by French pirates. French pirates. French. Weird, weird choice of uh, nationality on the pirates. I was going to do some research to find out about the leader of the pirates to see if he was some like cool character with a cool backstory. Um, but I didn't. Yeah, that's fine. So... Sorry. He's not that important. No. Um, yeah, but, I, I wrote, uh, the pirates are French. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, it doesn't quite add up to me. No, that's not very French of them. No. But he hops no, out of the plane I... without a parachute, and they're just like, does he have a parachute? And they're just, nope. Nope. No, no he, he does not. Um, which I think is cool. What do you think, like, uh, uh, implications here? I think it just means that he is that awesome. Yeah, he can. He knows he's going to land without hurting himself. Right, I mean, he's diving into water anyway. Um, He goes through, and I like this. He uses the shield. Super cool. Like, whipping all these people with the shield. Yeah. His way through great, this crowd. like, immediate hallway fight scene. And then... And then Black Widow shows up and does her little scene where she has to go find something and literally just straight up murders a bunch of people. Yeah, she just, she like drops through the thing and just bam, 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 Literally just kills people. Yeah. That's all she's doing. I wrote Black Widow is good with that gun though. Yeah, she's very good with that gun. She's good at literally killing people. Oh, it's great though. Like Steve's murking all the people and he hits people and knocks them all out. And then that one guy is like, hey, what's up? And and Romulov or whatever his name is comes in and just like tranks him. And it's just like, couldn't have done without me. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, they seem to have Um, a nice little rapport there, even though he turns out to be bad later on. Yeah, he does. Poor, poor evil guy. Um, but Black Widow is more concerned about information, and Steve is more concerned about hostages, and that weird Steve out hardcore. Well, they, they, well it weird Steve out that they did they had different missions that he was sent there to yeah. rescue host- hostages, and she was sent there to gather intel. But I think that that makes sense. You've got two of your super fleet, two of your super fleet that at this point is only like seven people, right? But Steve and, is the soldier. He even says it. He's like, I can't lead a mission if somebody else has an ulterior mission, right? And Nick Fury is just like. Uh, you're not the boss of Natasha. Like she does what I tell her to. But right. um, we do get that cool fight with Steve and the villain where he like, Steve takes the helmet off and they fight man to man. Did you see his helmet hair? Yeah. Oh, that was super fun. They fight man to man. And that guy is like way too handsome to be a hired gun villain. Yeah. Well, he was the leader. He was the friend, like, the leader of the French revolution or whatever. He was, the, do you hear the people sing? I mean, he wasn't that guy, yeah. but he was the leader of the French people. That guy is Eddie Redmayne. I know. I know. I, I just, no, it's not. It's Aaron Tveite. Well, they both are. But Yeah. Aaron Tveite, yes, that is his name. From Nashville. Ah, from Nashville. Well, also from Revolutionary France. Yes. Um, and people who know the actual event that that whole movie was about, listen, I I know it's it not wasn't like the quite, French Revolution. We get it. I, we get it. Okay, but it was. But it wasn't. But it was. But what, whatever. It whatever. It was a very it failed wasn't. revolution. Yeah. It didn't go well at all. No. Uh, but, but this guy, so he says to Captain America, I thought you were more than just a shield. So Cap takes his helmet off, puts the shield, shield on his shield back. back. And they just have like, like a kung fu fight. Yeah, but it, like... I, I love the choreography in this movie. As far as that's concerned, I thought this was very cool. Um, but, like, are we trying to see that Captain America has some sort of pride-related weakness? 
why would you ever give yourself some sort of disadvantage to fight somebody? Um, I don't think it's a pride-related weakness. I think he knows that he can mark that guy regardless. I mean, yeah. I don't. But, but he would mark him much faster if he could just whack him with a shield. Yeah, but I mean, like, Steve's like the gentleman's fighter or whatever. He grew up in the gentleman's war. Yeah. Like, he's greatest not a he's not a gorilla. He, he's the greatest generation. Right. He's not a I gorilla fighter. I don't know. N- Natasha's got some pride issues. That was my next note. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she gets her information. Steve gets the hostages. Everybody's happy. And they go back to America. Yep. Yep. And then uh, there's a great story that comes out of his conversation with... Uh, with uh nick fury but i can't remember what it was was nick fury has a great line right here what's he say he says nobody spills the secrets because nobody knows them all except you and steve goes except you yep yep yep, and nick is steve not nick not steve nick nick fury tells the whole story about his granddad operated an elevator and would always get tipped and would go home and the people were nice and then they were less nice and then they were way less nice and he started carrying a gun. Mm-hmm. And Nick Fury turns around like, yeah, my guns are a little bigger, though. Talking and about the helicarriers. Boom. We got a problem now. We got big old helicarriers that are bad news, man. Yep. Bad news bears. We got big old floaty ships. We don't want them. Nope. Nope. We all got them. We don't because, want them. Yeah. Nick Fury's like, we're way ahead of the curve. And Steve says, by holding a gun to everyone on Earth and calling it protection. Yep. Which I good. think is a really interesting. It's a strong play right here. You've got Patriot versus the government. Yeah. You've got like the I think I mean this I think is why this movie is so great right here. This could not be a more this, 2017 movie made in 2014. Oh yeah, because I mean what what you're saying right here is you know we're we're looking at defense spending versus like attack spending almost with the helicarriers. Right. Um, and yeah, it's it's all right, there's there's a point to be made here. Pick it up, Ethan. Well, because Steve never lived through the age of nuclear deterrence. That's true. So, like, for Nick Fury, it's freaking obvious that, like, this is the way to go about it. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But, like, for him and for the the grow, grew up in the wave of, like, everybody else had a bigger weapon, so we have to have a bigger weapon. Steve didn't go through that. Steve never got to see the nuclear weapon used. He just got to see it being built. Right, so right. So he's, he, although, he's, like, he doesn't know. I mean, he knows, but, like, he doesn't. He didn't. He didn't grow up like that. He didn't live like that. He is still about the sword and shield. Right. 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 Um, like he very much believes that you can't just you can't you have to trust people in order to defend them. So we I think we do get a little bit of prideful Steve though because in the next scene Steve is visiting his own Smithsonian exhibit. He's not being prideful. He's 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 he's, he's thinking about uh, Bucky. Oh, oh, Buckarino. Is that, what, is that what he thinks going on? I think yeah. He's just seeing like he's seeing sort of he's kind of I guess comparing how things were to how things are and like going to his own. Smithsonian exhibit is like a lens of what they perceived now he was then. It, but it did you know? not it did not strike me as like this is the first time Steve's been here. No, I think he goes there pretty regularly. Yeah. I think he probably had some part in putting it together. I definitely had some part in putting it together. Yeah. But uh I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. I did have a note here as a sidebar that the score in this movie is freaking amazing. Weirdly enough, I had the exact same note. Yeah. I just like right in this scene, it was a lot of like Harry Potter-ish, John Williams motify kind of like, but also patriotic mixed in going on. And I was like, this is a really cool musical moment. Yeah, it definitely was. I was, I was just all about as it. As a sidebar, whoever did the script, the score in this movie was bang on. Yeah. Just excellent. I, excellent I completely work. agree. Excellent work. But Steve goes and visits Peggy, who is still alive. Peggy is still alive and still played by the same actress. Yep. And she has a husband. And she married. So. A husband that he saved in war. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing and it's then, like one of his boys. I, I don't know if it was one of his boys. I I didn't quite catch it because I'm going to blame the FX movie thing. 
I don't think it's one of his boys. I think it's one of the guys he saved I mean, from the first time. it's possible, but I don't think it was quite catchable. But I, I, so? I think they were directing it to be like it was one of, one of the Howling Commandos. You think so? I think so. I mean, there's a mo- there's an entire TV show about this woman. I'm sure we could find Probably. Out. It probably tells us who she marries. Shoot us an email. Tweet at us if you know who Peggy Olsen not Peggy Olsen. I keep doing that. Peggy Carter marries. Who's Peggy Olsen? Peggy Olsen's the girl from Mad Men. Gotcha. Gotcha. If you can if you can figure yeah. that out, let us know. I'm sure we could too with a quick Google yeah. search. But, Call uh, me, tweet me if you want to reach me. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Peggy, uh, they're having that conversation and I literally cried after this conversation when her dementia kicks in. Oh my God. And man. That, she, was, that, like, that one hit me hard. And you see that like Cap has had this conversation with yeah. her 15 times. That hit me hard. You know, and... Oh my god, that was insane. Sucks watching a loved one go through that. Like that is that is oh tough. Oh my god. Yeah, that was oh my god. Yeah, he turns around nuts. for like 30 seconds and he comes back and she is just straight up Rachel McAdams him. Yeah. Oh dude, you're not talking about the notebook right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm talking about the notebook. Oh, it gets me every time. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But that was that was hard. That was I think it was almost unnecessary. I don't I think it was totally really? unnecessary. Really? You think it added something? I think it absolutely added something. What do you, so like, what it, do you think it added? It shows that, like, even though, like, he's been trying to connect to the life he had before this whole time. That's why he goes to his Smithsonian Museum. That's why he is a soldier again. Uh, like, that's that's his whole shtick, is he's trying to reconnect with the person he was before because he can't grasp. Like, he's grasping it a little bit. You know, he's on the internet. He's riding in new Corvettes and right. stuff. But he can't quite grasp the modern world. And the one piece of the past that he can reach out to that's still here is Peggy. Is Peggy. And, and she's only sort of there. And she's only sort of there. She's still like a memory. Right. You right. know, I think that's what it adds to it. Well, Do you agree? Well, yeah. And, and the thing is, is like they can never move on from the moment in which she learns Steve is still alive. Right. Like you learn about that in that. What's that movie about time? That like you, the time starts right there. Right. For them. And that's that's tough. That's tough to deal with. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's super it's sad. making me very sad. Uh, and then we get Nick Fury back in his in his office. We get a cannot... lot of Nick Fury in this movie. We do. Like, we like get a Nick whole bunch. on his own, yep. which is new. But yeah, Nick Fury can't new. even get into his own files. Yeah, it says he locked himself yeah, out like, of them. Which... He's like, the, the, the computer's like, the file's locked. And he's like, by who? Nicholas and J. Says, Fury. I, what, do you, what do you think that is? Do you think uh, somebody is impersonating him in some way that we never get to see? Or do you think he... He somebody went above him and put his name in. What do you think happened? I have here? no idea. I have no uh, clue. I don't. I I don't know that it's properly explored. I don't either. I think that. Uh, yeah, I I really don't know what happened I have there. No, no idea. Ah, uh, no. Clue. And then yeah. I don't know. But he's going through the whole thing, and then Cap jumps into his office in this scene, correct? Cap jumps into his office. Not jumps, but like is in his office in the scene, correct? Uh, is he? No. No, that's later on. It is later on. Okay. That's after he Nick goes, gets attacked. You're right. He goes upstairs. Yeah, because Steve, Steve goes to visit Sam after this. There was a scene earlier in the movie, I'll, I'm just going to swing back to it real quick, where it was the scene where the, um, he hears about Natasha and everything, uh, and he, you know, is addressing Nick Fury, where... They have to get in an elevator to go up to, I guess, the top floor to talk to Robert Redford, right? That's this scene, but Steve go- or Nick goes alone. Well, there's a part where they get in the elevator. I don't know. I can't remember when it happens, but there's a part where they get in the elevator together, and it says Steve Rogers does not have access because he's level 8 access, and Nick Fury's level 10. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I said right there is that it drives me crazy that S.H.I.E.L.D. does not take the superheroes seriously. That, like, uh, I guess what really made right this was when Robert Redford's little group of council or whatever um was like you know nick fury and his band of merry gentlemen or whatever they call them are just you know caped crusaders fighting petty crime we have bigger matters to attend to 
And it like it drives me so insane that Shield is like these aren't important people that our hired mercenaries could ever be as good as the superheroes. Right. Um yeah, Shield Shield doesn't understand or the security council doesn't understand. Right. The, 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 at yeah. all. They have no idea what they're dealing with. Yeah. And like Captain America is probably the least of their problems, TBH. Yeah. I mean there is a god that yeah. can come to earth. Yep. And there is a a Hulk a and Hulk like as well. Iron Man can do a lot more damage in minutes than than Cap can. Yeah. To like Iron a building. Man. Right. Right, if you're worrying about infrastructure, yeah. Captain America is probably the least of your worries. Right. Um, but yeah, so Sam goes to visit, I mean, Steve goes to visit Sam at his PTSD support group, and Sam tells him about his wingman, that, like, everybody has the same problems, that, like, there's only a couple things everybody's dealing with. And and this is another point where we get to see that Sam and Cap can really relate with one another. Right, like, he's just another soldier. Well, not only is he another soldier, but he lost his wingman. Yeah. And Cap lost Bucky, yeah. which we can see in this movie is still, like, a huge... A huge deal for Steve. Huge deal to him. Yeah. Huge issue for Steve. Uh, and, and that's still super affecting him. And and like I said when we talked about Captain America, the, the first Avenger, uh, I, I felt like Bucky's role was not stressed enough in this movie for me to be like, oh, Bucky really matters that much. Um, and I think this movie does a good job of circling back around to that and showing that, like, his relationship right. with the whole of the Howling Commandos, specifically with Bucky, yeah. was a huge well, deal. And we get that scene right after, I guess, Steve's mom died. Is that is that what it I was? I think that's what it was. Steve's mom had just died. And Bucky was and, just like, dude, I'm in it for the long haul. Like, I'm, I'm your family. Like... Right, you you can stay with me if you need to. Right. I can I can help you out here and there. It's no problem. Right. And Steve's like, I I don't need any help. And Bucky's like, it's not because you need it. It's like, don't don't turn it away if it's being offered to you. Right. You know, like you're my brother. Like we're gonna we're through this. Right. And I think yeah, that was necessary. They need to at least throw that in there because I don't think they got to it enough in the first movie about Steve and Bucky. But yeah. Um, that's fine because they they get in this movie. Yeah, and then so the next scene we get is the the Tahoe scene. Yeah, with Nick gets uh, attacked. Fury and Nick gets attacked, and, and, and his car says something that just would never happen. It said DC Metro Police shows no units in this area. Okay, listen, I was just in DC. Those cops are literally everywhere. Right, but like, I mean, I, yeah, I think it would know. I think it's basically saying like, there's no. All of these cops yeah. you're seeing are not yeah. cops. These, all these cops yeah. you're seeing are not cops. That car is yeah. really chipper for what's going on. The car is just like, we have no power. Everything is terrible. You know you know what's crazy is what I love about this is that it, it proves Nick Fury right. That uh, he, uh, you know, he's like prepared for everything. Like his car right. has the, the turret in it. It's got propulsion. It's got, you know, like can fly. reinforced windows that can take multiple hits from a battering ram. Yeah. Um, you know, and it shows that all of this defense preparation is necessary. And I think that that's both good and bad. Uh, but he does, after this happens, he like immediately lets up and he's like, Project Insight's got to go. Yeah. Um, so he's, yeah, he's not, he, 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 they attack him like straight up. There's a lot of guns going at him. Yeah. And yeah, there are. Just out of nowhere. Because we hadn't gotten any kind of villain up to this point. Right. We had the, the French guy. Right. But like. Uh, villain right like like, like they they handled dude. the french guy right that that guy's done yeah uh so nick thinks he gets away and then bucky blows the car up we don't know it's bucky it's the winter soldier the winter soldier I know blows the car up but before listen i have a few complaints with this movie i do uh one of them is agent hill okay as everyone should know the other is and it happens twice in this movie two times two times even. okay what happens uh he just digs a tunnel out of the situation and everything's yeah fine. literally digs a hole in the ground yeah that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard that's the cheapest yep, escape I wrote, ever fury digs a hole in the ground question mark with like a lightsaber yeah no, no idea nope not about it i guess he gets into the metro like oh the metro we rode the metro a lot He's getting on the blue line yep i left uh, my phone on out. the metro you did leave your phone on the metro um yeah no that was stupid what, me leaving Not my phone on the it. metro? Yeah, that was real dumb. That was real dumb. 
that was real dumb, Ethan. I know. I got it back. It's a miracle. Um, so, and then, okay, so then we're back in Cap's apartment where he, like, talks to the neighbor girl. And if you want to know one of my other complaints about this movie, it's what this neighbor girl ends up being. That she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, he's just like flirting with her and is like, hey, do you want to come use my laundry machine? Winky, winky face. But yeah, she's like, you left your stereo on. Steve waits for her to turn around and just goes, the hell I did. Like, no, yeah, I definitely didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, he, and he, he, so he goes in through the window. Yep. Um, and Nick Fury's just kind of sitting there. And, uh, you know, he, obviously Nick Fury has bugged the apartment because he's uh, obsessed with Intel. Yeah, they have, they have um, two conversations here, like one out loud and then one on the text message. On the text message on his phone, which I think is silly. Like, Nick Fury, I know you think that the room is bugged correctly, uh, but you think that your phone is not bugged right. and they're not going to be able to figure, right. see what you're typing. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is. Clearly 2014 and not 2017 yeah. where this happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you re- have you seen Snowden? Pretty sure. I haven't. What you type on that phone. I haven't. You haven't? No. Oh, worth a watch. Um, Definitely worth a watch. I'll check it out. Uh, that's not what we're talking about next week, though. We could. We're, it's not. No. Next week, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. This phase two thing is so crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Like, every week is like a pleasant surprise. It's like a mystery. Like movies I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so they have two then, conversations so over the text message and it does yep. zero bit of good because Fury still gets wrecked. Fury totally wrecked. Just I mean, he shot. gets shot. Shield is compromised. Three times. Agent Coulson died for nothing. Yep. This is all just. Nick Fury's oh, dying. Gosh. The cute neighbor girl comes in and is like, Captain Rogers? I'm an agent of and she's Shield. she's like, what? He, Steve's like, what? Kate? She goes, yeah. Kate, whatever. Sure. <laughs> Great. Agent 13. Yeah, I'm agent 13. Boo. Stupid. I didn't like that. Agreed. Um, that's one point off. Uh, but then, then we get better than a car chase. The car chase earlier was very cool, but then this running scene, even better. Oh yeah, where Steve, chase. Steve's like, uh, what does he say? Um, I don't know, like, do you have eyes on the shooter? And Steve's just like, he says something cool, like something badass. He is a badass. Yeah. And then just hops through the window across an entire street onto the next building. You gotta remember, you seem to keep forgetting that, like, Captain America can super jump. Apparently. But like he's done it in every single it's, movie. It's always cool though. It is always cool. Yeah. It is always And he cool. throws the shield and the winter soldier catches it with a crazy robot arm and throws it back at Steve and he like almost falls off the building. Yeah. And Steve throws it with like Steve's like, Alright, go. You, you good, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I am outmatched. Uh, yeah, Winter Soldier straight badass. Yep. Totally. Yep. Uh, but Nick Fury dies. Nick Fury is well, dead. Yeah. And Natasha is busted up about this yeah she's not feeling super good neither is agent hill but i uh, don't care um in fact my look my note literally says omg boo omg 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 get out robin no one likes you patrice get rid of agent hill <laughs> oh man yeah and that was that was what i said yeah. uh but nick fury dies and the strike dies. the strike team is like steve you got to come back to, to Shield HQ now. And Steve's like, "Whoa, Nelly, hang on a second. And the guy's like, "Now." Yeah, and, and Steve's just like, "I'm just trying to have a conversation with my good friend Natasha yeah. here." Uh, and, he's, and clearly, you're not okay with that. And he stows the data thing, flash drive. That's the word in the in the vending machine behind some bubble gum. Which I mean, like, very cool idea. But how on earth did he do that? I have no idea. No idea. I'm not mad. I'll let that one slide. No, but you need like a key, right? I have no clue. I'll let it go, but that's maybe the guy was stocking it while he was there. I guess. Maybe I just it's didn't possible. catch that. It's possible. But he goes with them. He does not trust them, but he goes with them and rightly so gets to go does, talk to Alexander does Pierce. Not trust them. And Pierce uh, is just like, Oh, me and me and Nick Fury back in Bogota. Oh nat. Yeah. Wouldn't you wouldn't you just know about, you know, Columbia? <laughs> He's just like old 
Old Dynamite Nick back there in Columbia, man. War stories. Who boy. Yeah, he's looking at these pictures of them together. I think that's this scene. And he's like, this is Nick and I five years ago. And I was like, that's five years ago? This looks like 50 years ago. Yeah. Uh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sundance I don't trust kid. that guy at all. I don't trust that guy even a little bit. Uh, but then he's given, he's, he's given a hard pitch, sales pitch over to our boy, uh, Captain America, yeah. you know, I don't want you to just not trust Nick Fury. I want it to be your idea not yes. to trust Nick Fury. Steve is not buying it. No, Steve is not buying it. Yeah. Uh, and Steve's bad at lying in this scene, which I guess like, hey, honest Abe. Right. But whatever. Pierce tells him the straight up truth, though. It is just like, well, the, he, he uses the truth to his advantage where like Fury hired the pirates. Fury did hire the yeah. pirates. But he, he bends, be okay with he bends the reason. Right. He's like, Fury was doing something illicit, and, you know, it was a, a sale of bad information. The sale went wrong, and that's why Fury's dead. And Steve's like, if you ever met Nick Fury, you know that's not true. Right. Um, and then uh, in this scene, Alexander Pierce has a line that is, like, so very, very, very clearly, like, this guy is the villain in this movie. What is that line? This guy is straight up evil. He says, building a better world means tearing down the old one. Yeah, no, that's a villainous line. That's a evil person yeah, that guy's line. a problem. Yeah. Did you catch that? Or I did not. Totally... went straight over my head. Yeah. No, that's a scary thing to, to say. To be fair, there's going to be can't. some stuff that was that goes over my head in this one. I was having trouble staying awake. Not because the movie wasn't bad. I'm just really tired. Really tired? Yeah. yeah. So I caught myself a couple times nodding off during the movie, but I did not have time to go back. I, I will tell you what I did during this movie is I took the Ethan Edgehill approach to taking notes and took notes on my phone because my iPad was dead and it still is right yep. next to me. Uh, and anytime you or anybody else would text me, I would be distracted from the movie for a few moments. Yeah. Uh, so I tried to do that during commercial breaks yeah. because there was commercials in my movie. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. But we get this really cool elevator fight scene. So oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's just like super awkward and people keep getting in the elevator. And at first Steve's just like, oh, hey, it's Romlov. Romanov. What the heck is his name? I don't know. Romilov? Rumlow. Rumlow. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Rumlow. I think we're gonna huh. yeah Brock Rumlow fun fact about elevator did you know that not only was uh, Nick Fury's grandfather an elevator operator but so was Samuel L. Jackson's grandfather really yep did not know that yep, did not know that at all that's cool though yep. that's probably Sam they probably Sam Jackson probably didn't know how to script there they were just like just say something I mean it's possible probably an actual story about his grandfather I have no idea might have been. maybe maybe I might be completely wrong anyway um Steve has this great line here before the beginning of the fight where he says, he, at this point he realizes, like, they're about to go down. Because he sees the guy sweating, and he's really awkward, and, like, three huge dudes just walked in the elevator. And he goes, and he's got, yeah, before we get started, it. does anyone want to get out? That was very considerate of him. Yeah. Just like, I'm going to give you the chance to not get your butt beat. I can't believe that they thought they were going to win. No, nah, yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, I mean, you can put as many people as you want. It's an elevator. Like, uh, the guy that all he has to do is swing his giant indestructible shield is gonna win yeah yeah exactly but needless to say steve beats the crap out of like 15 dudes in this elevator yeah i i one thing we learned here uh, steve not super negatively receptive to tasers yeah doesn't uh, really do a whole lot tase, to him you can tase him but you will not slow him down yeah yep he can't be stopped he is immensely strong yeah very much so and powerful. very much so that shield probably isn't yeah. like super light no no, it doesn't look like yeah. it. looks pretty heavy. Yeah, it's got to be pretty heavy. But they have these cool magnetic cuff things that don't work because he just, like, it's so is strong. so strong. Yeah. And the guy, Rumlow, is like, this isn't personal. And then Steve marks him and it's just like, it feels personal. Feels feels pretty personal to me. And he just jumps out of the elevator straight through another building into the lobby. Yep. Uh, no, he jumps out of the elevator, not into the lobby, into, like, the, um, is this not the scene I'm thinking of where he jumps out of the elevator and he lands, like, on the ground outside? No, he jumps, like, 
into another room. It's like through a glass ceiling into the lobby. Huh. Yeah. I didn't think of something And then else. gets up and runs away and, go gets, and goes and gets his bike out, like, in the nick of time. In the nick fury of time? Yep. And he smashes the, the Quinjet with his shield. And in this particular scene, I, I made a note where I actually went in and used the italics feature in my Apple Notes app. Which I don't know if you've ever had to do, but, like, it takes a while. Yeah. Uh, but I said I'm not entirely sure why they're after him. Uh, and they do explain it here in, in like, in, a yeah, like two seconds. Uh, but I was like, I, why is everybody so mad at Captain yeah, America? Should I didn't, be, like, trying to recruit him for Hydra? Yeah, I didn't think his conversation with Pierce went all that bad. But apparently it did. Right. And that, that was the, my yeah. one kind of complaint about this movie. Yeah, it didn't go good. Well, I think I think that was the, that's one of the great things about his conversation with Pierce is if you're not paying attention... Like, Pierce is like, you're with me or against me, and if you're against me, I'll kill you. And he even says that right at the end yeah. of the conversation. And it sounds like, like, not necessarily that Captain America is against him, although he is after this moment. Well, I, I miss that. But he's, but he's not with him. I miss that. And I think Redford's picking up on yeah, that. Yeah, I miss that a little bit. But he does explain, he gives them an explanation because Agent 13 is like, hey, if we're going to go after Captain America, you kind of got to say why. And Pierce comes in and is like, he lied to S.H.I.E.L.D. And they try to paint him responsible for Fury's death. Yep, 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 yep. Which is ridiculous. And if you ever met Steve Rogers, you would know that that's a lie. Right, and and Aiden 13 has. She lived right next to him. Yeah. She even wanted to get coffee with him. Yep, yep. She wanted to uh, She wanted to use his laundry machine. Yep, weird. But they managed to get the disc back, and they um, figure out that, like, the AI is in New Jersey. Something is in New Jersey. Where, wherever the disc came from is in New Jersey. It's not just in New Jersey. Like, yeah, the, 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 the home point or whatever... Is it source code? Yeah, something like that. Is in Camp Lejeune. But before that, we we get the introduction to the Winter Soldier. Like Natasha knows who it is. Yeah, uh, I think real. Uh, I think I've always liked the idea of the Winter Soldier. Um, I know that when I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I wasn't crazy about the character as a villain in that game because he was like, like I didn't get it. You, the graphics in that game just weren't at a point where you could tell that one of his arms was robotic and not just a sleeve. Right. That was gray. Uh, but prior to that, I must have heard the name and like really attached to it because I don't know if you remember, but in high school, my Xbox Live gamer tag Arctic Soldier Thirty Five, Arctic Soldier Thirty Five. Yeah, and I think that that came from this. I was gonna bring that up at some point. Subliminally, like, is this why you're Arctic Soldier? I, well, I I don't know that I ever had heard of the character of the Winter Soldier until I played Ultimate Alliance. I mean, it's pretty reasonable. But I think I think I must have heard the name because where else would I've got? Well, did you create Arctic the gamer tag before? You played Ultimate Alliance? Yes. You sure about that? Yes. Arctic Soldier 35 was like when I only ever played Halo. Right. Didn't Winter Soldier, didn't Arctic, uh, didn't Ultimate Alliance like come with your Xbox? It did. Wasn't that a thing? It did, but I, 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 I would not have played it to that point. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I don't know then. I don't know. Uh, but I think I've always liked that name. Fair enough, fair enough. I even think if I, and I could definitely be recalling this incorrectly, but I think I even put in like Winter Soldier 35 and that was taken. And I was like, really? Yeah. And I think now I'm learning why that that was taken. Yeah, now you understand. Uh, right. Uh-huh. But anyway, the source code is in New Jersey, and there's this really awkward, like, they're driving the car together, and they have this little romantic scene. They do. They're lovey-dovey on each other. And I don't like it. Uh, no. But well, before that, he he has the scene where he says, you probably look terrible in bikinis, which I thought was funny. Uh, yeah. Well, he's obviously being sarcastic. And then they go and get the new iPhone at the Apple store. They don't do that. Uh well, no, that was when they were searching for the, Sorry, yeah, this is out of order. You skipped ahead. Did I? Notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot they went to the um, Apple store. Yeah. Yep. I didn't write notes about that for some reason. I don't yeah, know why. So they, yeah, like, they went to the, the Apple store. Code at an Apple store. And they pretend to be, um, like, fiance, fiancés. And that funny dude shows up. Yep. So uh, let's get back to the scene with them in the Silverado. 
Uh, it opens with a really weird shot where it's looking at a sign that says, Welcome to New Jersey. And then like a tow truck carrying two vehicles, one is a Subaru, yeah. drives past. And then we see the Silverado and it pans back to the sign that says, Welcome to New Jersey. And then we're in the Silverado. Right. Uh, it was like the weirdest shot. I don't know if it was just in the made for TV version. And that's how, you know, they were going to introduce it after a commercial break because this was right after a commercial break. Uh, but it was like super weird. I was like thrown off. I like, like usually like shots are not supposed to affect you unless they're supposed to affect you. You know what I'm saying? Well, in in the m- movie I was watching, it didn't, I didn't notice that. So, okay. It was very strange. Yeah, no, it seemed perfectly normal when I was watching it. And then in that, that conversation they're having, uh, he says to her, I think he says to her, it, she's talking about like the way she lives her life. And he says, is that a tough way to live or a good way not to die? And uh, I thought that that was interesting. It's both. Uh, it's both? I think it's both. It's both? Probably, because yeah, her life probably isn't great, but she's also not getting killed. She's definitely not getting killed. She's super good at not dying. Yeah. For being like a, uh, um, oh, there's, we're going to get to this pretty soon. So I'm excited about it. Uh, but he's, she says, you're in the wrong business of having friends. And then they get to the spot. Yeah. To Camp Lejeune. Uh, and they're driving through. This does not look even a little bit like what it looked like in the other movie. Well, it, it I mean, it probably was like decommissioned pretty recently. Yeah. Um. In fact, I don't think it's decommissioned in real life. So like. I don't know. It seemed weird. Like they, he was like, like the, the spot where the uh, flagpole was, was like, I thought that was going to be out in like a field somewhere, but it was like right in the center of camp when you pull in. Yeah. I thought that that was a little bit unusual, but I guess I just may have misinterpreted it when I watched it originally. Um, it's possible. I don't know. Uh, and it's about at this point that I noticed that where I was sitting watching this movie was freezing cold. Uh, and I made a note of it. <laughs> and he notices there's a new building there that wasn't there when he was Yeah, there. they're just like, this is what's, what, there's nothing here. Natasha's like, there's not even microwaves here. Like, there's nothing. And right. Steve just goes, military regulation says you can't store munitions within 500 feet of a base or a barracks. That building's in the wrong spot. Yep, yep. And then they go in there. And it's a shield and, base. Uh, and she's looking at all the pictures on the wall, and he's like, look, she's like, that's Howard Stark. Oh, who's the girl? Like, don't people know who Peggy is? Agent Carter is like a person. She's credited with starting S.H.I.E.L.D. People know that, like, her and Captain Rogers have a relationship. Yeah, but I think she's probably only seen Peggy in, like, her older years, and that was a pretty young picture. Like, I don't, I don't think so. I think uh, in, like, his little Smithsonian spot, spot there's pictures of her and I stuff. Mean, and like, in do the, you really think Black Widow's gone and visit the Steve Rogers exhibit at the Smithsonian? A hundred percent, yes. I think she is, like, Mrs. Intel. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. I just thought that was yeah. a silly thing. Um, but then they go in and there's a war games reference, which I was super excited yeah, about. She, she looks over and goes, shall we play a game? And she's like, that's from a fan which, movie from, and he's like, I've seen it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that came out the year she was born. Well, born, uh, yeah, air quotes unquote. born because yeah. he then goes like Natalia Romanova born 1984. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, born 1984. What's that? Yeah. Born on earth in 1984 came from Anaheim in 1984. Yeah. Anaheim. <laughs> I, who knows where she she's definitely from, not man. from Vanaheim. We've been over this. She's not Asian. She's not Asian. Well, Russia is in Asia. Not fact. the white part of Russia. Oh my gosh, it could be. It's Moscow's in Asia, isn't yes. it? Yes. No. No, it's not. It's in Europe. No. Moscow is in oh, Europe. Transcontinental plant countries. Yeah. But yeah, so Doctor Zola is a computer, like a lot of computers. Yeah. He's a t- well. He's he's one supercomputer built in an era where. 
Like he could probably be an iPhone where, now. Yeah, where supercomputers are made of cassette tapes. Right. Supercomputers do not fit in your pocket. Yeah. Um, but I love this. I love Dr. Zola coming back and being the super genius. Because oh, yeah, I remember he's... at the end of Captain America 1, yeah. he was not even all about the whole Hydra thing. And then Hydra gave him glory. And glory is how he was sold. And he is given this and great Hydra role. Mr. And Hydra he's now. immortal. And he is Mr. Hydra. And his shield is Hydra, and Hydra is shield, and it's the New World Order. Yep. And I think I know why this movie is so good, Ethan. I think I okay. do, because it is very well thought out, and Zola's in it yep. as a computer, and it's it's extremely good. And I, oh, oh, this is when I'm really starting to get into the chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga. Exciting part of this movie. Yeah. He says, the new Hydra grew inside shield. Feeding chaos and reaping war. Oh God! His his and whole it shows, thing was yeah, like, it shows they killed Howard Stark and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And it oh yeah, and it's like you, you get this whole this whole like everything that Shield has ever done has been so that Hydra could be getting stronger and better. Right. And you've been doing it yourself, Captain right. America. You have been doing missions for Shield, and you have been working for Hydra. Right. Oh my yeah, God! Shield's completely corrupted. Yeah, all and the way to the there's top. There's no. There's not even a way out of it. Even, you know, like, even Nick Fury, whose secrets have secrets, he has been working for Hydra unknowingly. Unknowingly, yeah. They got Nick Fury to be a Hydra spy. Right. Oh, my gosh. What a <coughs> what a scene. And this whole scene, the, uh, the dialogue is so great, which is something so rare in these movies that you get, like, real nuanced yeah, dialogue. Great dialogue and he even admits that he's just been stalling yep Zola. he says i've been i've been monologuing I've been st- and that's the only power he has yep. is to talk yep. that's all he's got and then he dies yep he dies for hydra yep. cut off one head and two shall grow in its place yep. hydra he dies he gets blown up by a missile yep that doesn't kill steve or natasha so really that just sucks for sucks for dr zola died for nothing he well did he die for nothing yeah he died for nothing or did phil colson die for nothing yeah, no phil colson died for something well if you fall for no if you stand for nothing you'll fall for anything phil colson stood for something died for something and loki is in prison no he's not loki's uh, on the throne of asgard but maybe he did die for nothing never mind you're right yeah, so not you're only right. is loki on the throne of asgard but shield is like a bad yeah. guy uh <laughs> So, and, and when he died, it's not even like the blast he hit Loki with is what imprisoned him even then. Yeah, no. Mm, yep. It was like a minor it. inconvenience. Yep, Phil Coulson died for nothing. You're right. Fun fact, since we're already derailed, I'm going to um, just talk about this real quick. Uh, I, I recently, uh, by the way, uh, you can go to audibletrial.com slash eggs to get a free month of Audible on us. And, and I actually recommend you do that. Because there's this excellent 17-hour audiobook. So if you can't get enough of Marvel, uh, you can definitely do this. It's called The History of Marvel. I can't remember who it's by, but Ethan will put it in the show notes. Uh, while I was listening to that book, I learned that uh, while Stan Lee and Jack Kirby were in the heyday of Marvel uh, back in the day, they had what was called the Marvel Method. Have you heard of this, Ethan? I have not. This is actually the coolest thing ever. And I don't particularly read comic books. Ethan and I are definitely cinematic comic fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've tried to get into them. I just can't. But the way that they did it back in the day before you could have these blockbusters and it was accessible to everyone was um, Stan Lee would write a summary of the the book that was coming out and would hand it to the artists. Right. And they were on such a symbiotic relationship kind of team that the artists would draw the whole thing out and just put in um, like the whole story. And then Stan Lee would go back and write all the dialogue that he had not yet written. So he gave a lot of creative control to the artists right. as opposed to being uh, – as opposed to working directly with them while they were drawing it. Right. He just gave them like a summary and then he would add in the dialogue 
and it was like That's this really cool Marvel. Super isn't that the cool. Coolest thing? I had no idea. Isn't that the That's coolest thing you'd ever awesome. heard? Yeah. Isn't that, that is like... that is an unprecedented degree of creative control given to other people that aren't the creator. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I I was listening to it and I was like, that is insane. That is awesome. Uh, and I, th- I thought that was very cool. Also, fun fact about the history of Marvel um, that I learned from this book. Marvel's, two of Marvel's first big characters. It's very first. Uh, the very first character it published. Um, do you know who it was? I do not. Do you have any guess? Um... I'm going to say Captain America. No. Uh, Captain America was a huge success in the early comic book era, but the first character that Marvel published was actually the Human Torch. Really? Yeah. The Human Torch and Namor. Really? Yep. No idea. That's awesome. Yep. The idea was fire and water. Was They were just going to do that because uh, it, Superman was too powerful. That's cool. And they didn't want... They didn't want to directly compete with DC because everybody was doing that. So they wanted to do something different. That's cool. I had no idea. Yep. Yep. So this, I mean, honestly, the book's a super easy read. I definitely recommend it to everybody. Um, it's it's worth listening to. Uh, and then one of its other first characters, of course, was Captain America. Um, Captain America, cinematically played by Chris Evans, who was also one human of- Human Torches. Yeah. One of the human Ironically torches. Ironically enough. Uh, which I thought was, the, um, which was pretty The other human torch- is um gonna be the villain in black panther it's a great start if you're trying to be a marvel <laughs> yeah. hero <laughs> yeah be the human torch in a really bad movie and you will will make you something yeah uh well the first fantastic four <laughs> don't even go there just don't even finish that sentence if you're about to defend okay. that movie just we're moving on i mean not fantastic that movie sucked what fantastic what are you talking about the newest fantastic no, i'm talking about the original one with chris evans chris evans and jessica movie alba blue it wasn't as bad as the new one but it blew did it yeah i remember watching it like multiple times because i enjoyed it but i also i remember you loving low, that movie and not understanding it low standards for film when i was younger yeah. Like real low. I, in fact, when I was very young, like under eight years old, I would watch Batman and Robin with George Clooney every single day. See, I watched Batman Forever every single day. Is that Michael Keaton? Yes. No, that's not Michael Keaton. Keaton. It is Val Kilmer. It's the only Val Kilmer. There are two Michael Keatons. Oh, I thought there was. There are two Michael Keatons. Who was Mr. Mom? Was Val Kilmer Mr. Mom or was. Michael Keaton is Mr. Mom. Michael Keaton is Mr. Mom. Okay. Val Kilmer is like, I don't know what else he's done. He was in. Val Kilmer, we we talked about this briefly many episodes ago about a character actors whose name sounds like the character they're portraying. Val Kilmer doesn't sound like Bruce Wayne. Val Kilmer, to me, if you don't know who Val Kilmer is, sounds like a superhero. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I don't know who Val Kilmer is, honestly. Outside of being Batman, I, I, I I'm yeah. I'm like I'm looking through here to see if there's anything you would like know him in. It doesn't matter because. We've got a great scene here with uh, where Alexander Pierce murders his cleaning lady. Yeah, straight up just kills yeah. her for no reason. He's He is sitting there and the Winter Soldier is sitting in his kitchen and he's like making breakfast or whatever and turns around and is like, whoo, buck, yeah, scared me, buddy. Come on now. Yeah, you, you came out of left yeah. field there, pal. And Renata, the cleaning lady, is like, okay, Mr. Mr. Pierce, I go home now. And he's like, all right, he's like, good, good, get good. the heck out of here. And then he starts to sit okay. down and talk to the Winter Soldier, and she comes back, and he just goes, oh, Renata, why didn't you knock? And then, bang. Straight up murders just, her. Dang, man. Straight harsh. up. I mean, hard, real harsh, harsh stuff. But but again, another reason why this movie is so great is that it gives you that, like, that. Yeah, you know for sure. And he says he wants Steve and Natasha dead within 10 hours. That's a quick timeline. Yeah, especially since it's the middle of freaking night. And last time you tried to kill them, you sent a ballistics missile to their location. And it didn't work. And it didn't work. Yep. Yep. So where <laughs> um, does Steve and Natasha go? Sam's house. Sam's house. Yep. yep. Where else would you go? Yep. They uh, go, we need a place to lay low. Everyone we know is trying to kill us. And Sam goes, not everyone. Not everybody. I'm going to let you in. Love the Falcon. Love this guy a lot. Oh, he's great. Huge He's fan. great. They're sitting there and they, Steve and Natasha have a conversation and 
Natasha's like, oh, man, I messed up. I feel like I just traded in the KGB for Hydra. And that's yeah. like the most yeah. background we've ever gotten on Natasha, that she worked straight up worked for the KGB. Yeah. In 1984, when she was born? No, I'd imagine more recently than that. The KGB is still a is thing. It, is it still a thing? Yeah, it's the, just the Russian CIA. Mm, you're teaching Tyler. Yeah, it's the Russian today. intelligence. I know that because of a movie I watched Hunt for Red October. Mm, mm, mm. I, in this scene, I thought almost for certain she was going to disappoint me and I was going to have to take points off of this Her movie. scripting and is I'm a lot so, better in this movie. I'm so, so, so glad. You could see it in her face that she was about to say, I got red in my ledger. Yeah. And I was like, don't, don't say, say it. it. If you say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't, don't say, say it. it. Her and scripting was a lot better in this movie. She had no red in yeah, her ledger. None. Um, none red in her ledger. In fact, she she improves this film. Extra and credit. And Steve finally trusts Natasha. her. Yep. And so they're like. Steve is like, you know what? I got to trust somebody. I want to trust They're you. like, how are we going to get in to, to break in this thing and get all this stuff? And Sam's like, you're not. And just throws down a file. They're like, what Boom. is this? And he Call goes, it a resume. it's a resume. Boom. I am the Falcon. Yep. Uh, he's one of, I guess, two Falcons there ever yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. We're, they were, we're supposed they were, to believe. Like, Steve was like, I thought you were a pilot. He goes, I never said I was a pilot. I said I fly. Yeah. Flew or something. And so. Uh, but I'm, yeah. Falcon is joining They were the like, party. where's the where's the suit? And he goes, the last one's behind three um, locked gates and a 12 yeah. foot wall. And Steve was like. And they're like, that's nothing. All right. Cool. <laughs> Let's go get it. We don't even no, see they them just have it. it. That's how. Yeah. They just have it. Yep, that's how easy it yep. was. And then uh, the senator from Iron Man 2 shows up. Uh, that's who they're hunting yep. down to get answers about Hydra. Yep. Uh, senator Stern. And, yep, and you hear him whisper, Hell Hydra in Hell Hydra. Senator Starnes. Starnes? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's he's they're hunting him down. Uh, they have a sniper rifle now, apparently. Yep. Um, but probably just a laser pointer, honestly. Probably. I mean, I've seen, I've seen uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. I know how this thing works. Uh, so they go in there and... They they pull him on top of the roof. Yeah, Steve roughs him up like, a little bit. I will bit throw you off the roof. I will throw you off the roof. And the guy's like, "This ain't your style, Rogers." And, he goes, "But it's and, hers. It's hers." And she literally kicks him straight off the roof. Yep. And Falcon swoops in, woo! Yep. Picks him up. Thank God that yep. worked, man. That and he just super he awkward. spills everything. He spills it. He says Stephen Strange, which is why is Stephen Strange somebody we have to worry about at this point? I get that they were like, "Oh, we're gonna throw in a little Doctor Strange is out there." <laughs> yeah, but then Doctor Strange literally is out there. But in the future, and currently he's just a douchebag. No, currently he's, a he's just a, he's a threat. All he is is a surgeon at this point. Right, but like the the algorithm knows. I don't know that it does. I think it does. I mean, clearly I think it, it does. does. Yeah. So that's one of the people that they're worried about. Stephen Strange. Ooh. Yeah, he says. How, how far away is that? That seems like it's, it's a, a ways. It's a ways away. It's um six be... movies. Oh gosh. Is it before? It's after Civil War. Yes. He would have wrecked face. Yeah. Civil so War. it's um. We got Guardians, um, Avengers 2, Ant-Man, Civil War, Doctor Strange. Wow. I think. Wow. A, f- a few. There's a few movies in there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so those those insight carriers, uh, helicarriers, bad news. Yeah, they are, uh, they are Tony, trained to take out any threat of Hydra now or in the future. Yeah. And Tony, who would have been very helpful in this whole fight, I'm chalking up he's not here because Tony gave up being a hero and is currently being detained. Somebody else is learning how to use the Iron Man suits and put on a Tony Stark face mask because uh, he would have been unbelievably helpful in this whole scenario. Uh, and he just. Uh, yeah, he's but he blew there. up all the suits. That's why. Yeah, because he's not a he's not a hero anymore because he's not Iron Man anymore. Now, I remember Tony Stark being in this movie. You, you remember? I do remember it correctly. You're exactly right. But I remember him being in this movie. There is a scene, I yep. think, in Age of Ultron that I'm attributing to this movie, and I will point it out when we get there. There is a lot of things in this movie, and I think there's going to also be a lot of things in Age of Ultron that I thought were either uh, from the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or uh, I dreamed and, like, weren't actual yeah. scenes or, like, I had, I had made up in my head. Yeah. 
But where, did you have the same experience where you were like, because uh, the big part that I that I remember thinking wasn't in this movie was uh, where they go and re-meet Nick Fury. I actually thought yeah. watching it back again today that Nick Fury, when he died, was dead. I, yeah, I forgot about that. I thought it didn't happen until um, Age of Ultron for some reason. Yeah, I don't think he's in it I, I don't think he is. In fact, I think this is his last appearance. I believe you're right. I believe you're right. Uh, I'd be happy to be proven wrong. Yep, though. we'll see. But uh, yeah. yeah, so then we get a, um, they're driving in the truck with, with Sitwell and then Winter Soldier comes in and just rips him out of the truck. That is not a truck. That is a Chevy a car. Impala. Whatever. It throws him into a truck. That's what it is. Throws him into the or front of a truck. Yep. And he's dead. Gone. Yep. And so we get a big, big freeway fight scene. Pretty cool. Lots of guns. Lots of blowing stuff up. Fun times. Mm-hmm. And Natasha does this cool thing where she like lures Bucky into thinking that she's in one place and she's actually in a different place because she uses a, her phone like on a speaker and and has a message playing and he and he's got like super hearing we learned that about yeah he him. throws a grenade at it and she's not there the car blows up and she just like kicks him in the face mm-hmm. and knocks i think it's interesting his mask off do, do you do you think that bucky has like super strength uh, i know his one arm does but this is i right think he arm? is a super soldier yeah you think he's like full-on i think so yeah. Soldier yeah, yeah, yeah throughout yeah. i don't I know, believe man. so that's that's kind of what i got from that whole like Scene where they he's remembering Zola doing all the experiments on him. I see. What I was thinking was he's his brain has been reprogrammed so he can he. he well, I guess he's got to be a super soldier because the way I'm seeing it is like he's got like perfect senses, yeah. so like he can he can shoot a I gun mean, really well. He listen, can, man. He can obviously, we only use ten percent of our brains, bro. Mm, so like that is not all true. Zola had to do is like unlock the other ninety percent of his brain, and he's mm-hmm. good to go, man. Like sound like some real, real forties era pseudoscience you got. Yeah, no, he's a super soldier. That's what that's what I got out of that. I might be wrong. Yeah, okay, you I, might be wrong. We all might all be wrong. I'll take maybe. That. Little, I think he's a scroll. No, I mean maybe. No, Bucky is as Bucky does. Mm, you say that maybe they're all scrolls. I mean maybe that would be a great way for them to like just totally just end this universe. <laughs> Yeah, just like, like it's, you know it's Loki playing a game of D and D with himself. Right, we're done with all these characters. <laughs> I mean, really, what, what what I think they were setting us up to happen, and I will definitely talk about this a lot more when we review Thor Ragnarok because it'll be, I guess, Black Panther will be the most recent. Uh, is I think what they were setting us up to do was kill off Captain America, replace him with Falcon, kill off Iron Man, replace him with Iron Patriot, uh, or Spider Man, or Ant Man. I think is probably the more likely. I think Spider Man's the most likely because Spider Man's in a Iron Man suit uh and like kill off all these early stage characters and kill off thor and replace him with um natalie portman uh but then natalie portman didn't want to do it uh chris evans was like i want to keep being captain america like i want to keep like i'm having fun here and uh robert downey jr i think is pretty much done with it Uh, i really do but I think that the fans won't let him stop. Uh, I don't know. What do you, What are your thoughts? I think that like their plan was to kill off all these characters and have replacements for them. But then all the characters were like, "Well, I don't. I, I don't want to be done." It's possible. And I mean, then you know, like the best financial decision is like, "Well, then just don't kill them yeah. off." They gave them. They they give a lot of outs. Yeah. And they don't take any of them. Yeah. Why would you? Know. You can be Captain True. America. Okay. So so Natasha kicks the face mask off, or whatever happens, the mask off mask off molly percocet um anyway and and steve sees that it's bucky and steve's like whoa hang on a second man hold on this is a big deal okay this is anybody who's caught up in the marvel cinematic the universe right this is like whatever yeah it's bucky whatever and and the, the the score doesn't lend itself to this being the reveal of the movie and my complaint when i first watched this was that sebastian stan not that unique looking uh you know that could be bucky yeah. or it could be anybody else you know uh, but now that I've watched back through it, Sebastian Stan is pretty recognizable. And, uh, that's a huge reveal. Yeah. Like you compare this reveal to the Mandarin is actually a bubbling idiot. Right. 
This one is much right. better. This is a great for sure. reveal. For sure. This is the whole crux of the movie. And I think that's why I'm liking yeah. it less the, the second time watching it is because like I knew the whole time the Winter Soldier was Bucky. Right. And like in, in later films and everything, like that's that's such yeah. an important detail. But like it, it but, does, uh, this is the one thing I guess in the so far in the universe to me that lends itself to not rewatchability. I think I think that that shows how good it was. Yeah. No, for sure. Right, because because like if you don't see this coming, yeah, you're you're. you're like, I, I cannot imagine watching this movie and not know. Yeah, it. it's like watching Star Wars for the first time, right? And having no idea. Obviously, that, like, not that big. You don't know who Anakin Skywalker is, right? You don't know that he's Luke's right. dad. You have no idea. Or even watching the whole series one through six and being like, oh my god, he's Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that that also lends itself to why this movie gets such a, a great review is that like, that's a huge reveal. That's a big For big sure. Deal. And like, I'm watching it again the second time being like, yeah, okay, we know that obvious Bucky. Like, right. So it, it did, like I said, it doesn't lend itself to watching it a second time and still being shocked, awed and mystified. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, yeah, I think just, just to recap what we were talking about, uh, the, the reveal is good. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. Because Cap goes- it's. He's like, Bucky? Bucky goes, who the hell's Bucky? Yeah, but you can also tell that he's like, the the brain behind his brain is like, I'm yeah, Bucky. But he does. I know that guy. He's super conflicted. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he does not yep. feel at all. And then um, Cap's, and, and, Cap's and, and, so shocked by it, he just surrenders. Yeah, he doesn't even fight, and Black Widow's like shooting at him, and Falcon's shooting at him, and they, they you know, get him to to retreat, yeah. uh, which is good, which is yes. very good. And then, uh, you know, we get a, a revisiting of their friendship again. I don't know if that happened here or if I just made a note of it here, but we revisit their, their relationship again. I'll give it a more, more depth, which again, I think is what was missing from the first right. one. Uh, and I'm glad it, it, maybe it's the reason this one is an extra 15 minutes right. of length compared yeah. to the rest. Um, but I think that it was necessary. So it was what this movie was missing or what this series was for missing. For sure. For sure. And then we get our, we get our cameo. Um, there's some movie that happens, and I can't remember what it was because I didn't take notes on it. Uh, but then uh, we get an A-plus cameo from Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. Walking into the museum after Cap is like, Let's, we're going to suit up. If you're going to go to war, you're going to wear a uniform. And his early uniform in the movie was super duper neat. Uh, although I think there was at least one part in the movie. I don't know if it was a goof or if it was intentional or if uh, if I'm noticing something that wasn't there. But his, his shield wasn't painted. Yep. Did you no. notice that early in the movie? No. Well, at one point in the movie early on, his shield wasn't painted. But at this point, he puts on the old uniform, and his shield is painted. And yeah, awesome. and and Stan, Stanley is like, "I'm gonna get in so much trouble for this." Yep, yep, yep. I'm gonna so get fired. And I wrote, I wrote a note we're... that was like, "Ooh, we're gearing up for a big fight scene at the HQ because mm-hmm. we are." It's a, even if I wasn't didn't already know this was happening, it'd be very obvious. Yeah, yeah. And they gotta give. I love that they always in every single movie they give Cap the silly little like, uh, you gotta wear, gotta wear you the uniform. You gotta go to war. You gotta they, wear a uniform. Right. They've gotta find a way to get him into that silly uniform yep. um, instead of just you know like a jacket, yep. jeans, or whatever. Uh, and then they they get a great speech from Steve inside. Oh Shield yeah, he HQ. does the, the voiceover like the the announcement, the PA system. Yeah, oh, where he's man. like, listen, Shield is controlled by Hydra. You can choose. Yeah. You can stand up. You yeah. can Pierce fight. is Hydra. The Strike Team is Hydra. Somebody else might be Hydra. Your neighbor might be Hydra. Everybody gets bees. What? what? <laughs> oh, bees. <laughs> hey, he's just like, look to your bees. left. Hydra. Look to your right. Probably Hydra. You? Maybe Hydra. <laughs> Hydra. If you think you might be Hydra, please see your doctor. Right. If you <laughs> And and Rumlow comes into the, the main control center and is just like, you're going to put those helicarriers in the air, man. And this tech guy is like, no, I'm not. Nope. Captain's nope. orders Captain's is what orders. he says. And Rumledge puts the gun in the back of his head, and Agent 13 is like, you don't want to do that. And 
everybody's like you yeah and then that. like everybody pulls guns out because it's a room full of cops and yeah yeah everybody's pointing guns at everybody and that actually like it gets really really tense and then i didn't think it was going to play out the way that no. it did but the, it does and everybody fires and just hits the deck yeah and everybody everybody starts then, firing and like the helicarriers get launched yeah and the guy has like some you know i'm rumlo right. and i can override the system yeah, and, and stupid falcon has a great line he's like device. steve what how, how do we know the good guys and the bad guys everybody looks the same and Steve, ever the just the guy, goes, if they're shooting at you, they're bad. Well, I think that that uh, it's a great line. But I think, you know, it's not just a line. It's like that even goes back to Steve's like uh, he says it early in the movie when when he's being shown the helicarriers is like, wait until they attack right. you. You know, like we are we are defenders. We are not well, attackers. It's, it's something you know he's saying? had to learn the hard way, too, because in his battles, the enemy wore a uniform. Right. Like Hydra wore a uniform they had a right. freaking and salute. red skull's head was literally yeah, red freaking salute it's not like the modern day hydra um, people are just sitting there like double hitler fisting right yeah so it's this you know it's the hydra 2.0 yeah. two heads have returned in the place of red skull uh and they are of course zola and uh robert yep. redford yep his name is pierce pierce alexander I pierce I, I was looking all over alexander yep. pierce uh who even like as the movie ended i was like is he who the enemy was here and he obviously was and i think that's what makes him such a great deceptive enemy is that like yeah, he's the big bad in this one right he's, he is behind he's, everything yep. the winter soldier is yep, the hired yep, yep. gun yeah the winter soldier later on not a villain yeah he's a very it's a we get a very iron man villain in this one where there's like some stiff shirt in a bureaucratic position controlling a big old monster yep it's also the uh, that's also how thunderbolt did it sort of nope it's literally exactly okay, well, yeah, what you but said like, is exactly how abomination I mean, yes, works but <laughs> abomination i don't think was controlled by yeah abomination was not controlled by uh thunderbolt. controlled at yeah. all but <laughs> that's what i'm saying like Ro- blonsky i almost said romsky blonsky decided on his own to be abomination right uh, but anyway so back back to the film uh, we get like uh, the great thing about this movie is we get a lot of big action sequences. Um, but when it comes down to it, the literal combat between the characters is all about the choreography and like traditional fight choreography. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you've got this this great these huge scenes with these big helicarriers erupting from the ground and flying into the air. But when it comes to like Captain America fighting, everything is planned right. out. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, he, you get to see him throw all of his punches, and he's not just, like, firing a gun into a crowd and knocking people out. He's, you know, there, there's choreography well, to it. I thought that was a really, and really cool what is super interesting about this movie. fight scene, compared to most of them, is, like, you've got Falcon out here fighting people, and Captain America out here fighting people, and Maria Hill out here fighting people, and Natasha Romanoff is standing there in a skirt, hacking a computer. She's wearing, yeah, a she's wearing like a pants, like a skirt suit, huh. hacking a computer. No, she's 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 wearing a skirt suit because she's, uh, oh gosh, this scene. Why are we sighing? This whole movie was, was really good. I've had a few complaints. Okay. Scarlett Johansson's little mask where she can be the prime minister of wherever. Okay. This is the stupidest thing. Is that what happened? She like removes like a mask. Because oh. she was dressed I as... I didn't notice the mask. I think I was asleep for that. Okay. She was dressed as like one of the people on the council. The, the blonde right. one. And she pulls okay. the mask off and takes the wig mask off. Mask off. Get mask off. Right. Oh my god. Yeah, I miss, this I whole miss movie that. Was... I, I did not know how she got in that situation. Yeah. So she she was dressed as the the blonde woman from the security gotcha. council. Okay. And uh God knows where that woman yeah. is. Um she takes the mask off, like like literally like Charlie's Angels yeah. kind of mask. Um which you'll you'll have to go back and find the scene okay. and watch it and be disappointed by it. Um yeah. 
boo so lame points removed okay. just for that um but then then uh you know robert redford is like are you ready for the world to see who the black widow really yeah. is and i think that like she's like yes i am because clearly shield thinks that i was born in nineteen. right like she's so got her really alibi pretty hit. set up right like zola who knows everything knows nothing about is, her like, right um uh, so i think that's why she was like yeah she's cool okay with yeah because that, that. that's why he tried to hold it over her because he's like you know if you send the, all the information out they're gonna find out about you too and she's like okay cool tight cool boom let's do it um and then nick fury shows up yep just strides in strides right on in pierce has a line here man where he says i can bring order to the lives of seven billion people by removing the lives of 20 million people Mm, it's not good man that's new world order yeah and uh, as soon as those went online we know who you're targeting and uh the people you're killing are very influential And need to not yeah, die. Like Tony Stark. Tony Stark, the the president. Yeah. Uh, this is the second time we've seen an attack on the president in a row. Yeah, is it was Iron Man three no. last? Thor: The Dark World was last. You're right. Well, the second time on Earth on Midgard, we've seen okay. an attack on the Listen. president. And the whole time this is going on, they're having this like philosophical political debate. There's like a whole battle going on in the sky. Yeah, a cool oh, battle awesome too. Battle awesome battle very cool battle you know and falcon gets thrown out of the sky by winter soldier yep. and then he gets to fight steven bucky romulus steven bucky get their one-on-one yep and you know steve sees him and he's like bucky you, you know who i am and he says no i don't or whatever yeah oh, gosh and then pierce we see pierce murder all of the security council members including charles widmore who's charles Wh- charles widmore from lost so yeah we get steven bucky fighting and they bucky has this like like circuit board thing what is it do you not know what the circuit boards are? I what are they? So, you you missed something here. So there's all three of the helicarriers have to have the circuit board targeting system changed by hand. Okay, that's why all three of them are on three different gotcha. ships. Okay, Hill does it like immediately. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, <clears throat> she knocks it out. She gets it done. And then uh, Falcon does it pretty quickly. And then Cap is doing his. And of course, he's the one that has to fight right. Winter Soldier. When that guy would have been way more effective at stopping one of the other two yeah. people. Um, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, so he's fighting Captain America and Cap needs to get to the like computer brain right. so that he can change out one yeah, of the switchboards. And he's very got it. It's a difficult thing for him to do. Yeah. He gets shot like four times doing it. Yeah. Not not his best no. day. He's not bulletproof, turns yeah, out. Not bulletproof. Uh, so that's that's what's going on there. Okay. So they, he gets it changed out. All the helicarriers attack each other. Yeah. Super cool. Um, they take their targeting sights off of all the people, and they start killing each other. Pachoo, 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 pachoo. And Bucky gets trapped by a big girder. Yep. And Captain America is like, I'm going to save you, yep. Bucky. And then he saves Bucky, and Bucky do punches him in time. the face. Yep. And he punches him in the face a lot. And then he starts realizing who he is, but then he's like, mm, still my mission to kill yep. you. So he keeps punching him in the face. And yep. uh, Steve says, him, you're my friend. And Bucky ship. says, you're my mission. What a lie. What a lie. Yeah. But then Bucky saves him. Yep. Pulls him out of the river. Uh, throws throws Cap in the water and then say, pulls him yep. out of the water. Um, oh, there's a, a cool thing that happens in here, though, where Falcon is, like, in the building and he runs out of the building and is caught by the helicopter. Yeah, he, like, jumps over top that of the helicopter. so cool. And then the helicopter has to, like, yaw. Yeah, that was so cool. And he gets lot. in and goes, Very 41st cool. floor. And then uh, there's some <laughs> Samuel jokes. Jackson's like, it's not like it says the numbers on the outside of the building. Yeah. I actually was thinking about that as he said that. I was like, 41st floor, how on earth are they going to know yeah. what that is? They, they just, we're just going to accept that they can count that nope. fast? Uh, yeah. And then uh, what 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 Tony, Tony what uh, Steve actually says to Winter Soldier here that, that I think snaps him out more than anything is he says, I'm with you to the end yep. of the line. That was the line that Bucky used in the flashback. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and then he gets pulled out of the water, 
he wakes up and Marvin Gaye is playing on the iPod, yeah, iHome. in the hospital, playing Trouble uh, Man. And uh, then- We uh, see Maria applying for a job at Stark Industries. Uh, yep. Who's Maria? Maria Hill. Maria Hill. I thought she was applying for the CIA job. And the Stark Industries job was uh, Agent 13. Was it? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Because I made- I, one of my notes is Hill working for CIA. And then I, I said, do we get more old girl? And I think that was Agent 13. Gotcha. And then we see Senator Starnes get arrested. Yep. Which is good. But like Natasha's getting interviewed by the government- by the Senate. And they're like, we're going to put you in jail. And yeah, they, she was like, no, like, you're not. Because you on need On the side me. of Hydra for some reason? Yeah. I don't know. Well, because the reason they're interviewing her is because, you remember, they said oh, your whole history is going right. to come out as, as a result of this. You've done a lot of things for Hydra. So I think they're on the side of not Yeah, Hydra. I don't know. It seemed, seemed and then, it was a little bit of allusion to um, Civil War. I don't know. They were like, are you going to put you in jail? And she was like, you're not going to put me in jail. You need me. And I was like, no, nah, they could probably put you in jail. Yeah. Whatever. You're kind of a liability. Right. Colonel Fury's tombstone, when they visit him, uh, says the righteous man on it. Fury is believed to be dead. He burns up all his secret documents in his storage unit. Which, uh, well, I'm just trying to point this out to you. Sam Jackson's tombstone says the righteous man, like perhaps Ezekiel 25, 17, the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the, 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 the Pulp Fiction yeah. thing. Um, you will know my name is the yep. Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. I thought that I was think a little, that's probably what they're getting at, yeah. Yeah. That, that is funny. funny. That was funny. funny. Um, but yeah, so we think Nick Fury is believed to be dead. He's like, if anybody asks for me, direct them to here. Yep. He's not ready to come nope. back to Earth yet. Nope. He is not done. He's got to go hunt down Hydra. So they left the door open for him to come back. So Nick Fury, Nick Fury, we know he's not dead. Nick Fury will be in Captain Marvel. Cool. In like three years. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. Uh, so anyway, that's exciting. Moving on, Ethan. We've finished the movie. What do we do next? Um, we have to talk about our post-credit scenes. Post-credit scenes. Did you watch we both of them? Refresh them for. I okay. Did. So the first one we get Doctor Struder or some something like that. Stroker. Stroker. Strucker. I don't know. Stucker. Doctor Stucker. Uh, who is a Hydra guy, and he has Loki scepter. Yes, we've got Loki scepter still in yep. the mix. Not only does he have Loki's scepter, if I'm not mistaken, he also has the two mm-hmm. X-Men that we're yep. allowed to have yep. in this universe. The Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. Yep. yep. Um, so we get introduced to them, and you see Quicksilver just kind of running into a wall. And you see uh, Scarlet Witch playing with some blocks. With her yep. Mind. Yep. 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 And yep. then the and second then... post-credit scene is like five seconds long. It's real, yep. real quick. What, what... It's just Bucky, Bucky at the Smithsonian uh, looking at the exhibit about himself, learning about yes. who he is. Even better. Even better than the other Yeah. Co- how would scene. he get in with that arm? Like, how would he get um, into, like, a museum? I don't know. Like, through a metal detector. Uh, maybe it's made of, like, a metal that isn't detected by metal detectors. Mm, it's not. It doesn't have to be magnetic to, to be detected. Like, I don't know. They just detect metal. That's a good question. Yeah. Ethan. That's the one thing I thought of. I was like, how, he's not going to be able to get in with that arm. They're going to notice. You got big scary metal arm, bro. It's got like a <laughs> Soviet a star on it. It does. It's pretty scary stuff. Yeah, like you're you're pretty obvious. Uh, but we're, I'm excited about our new characters for Infinity War. Uh, not Infinity <laughs> War. Wow. Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. <laughs> the next one. Yeah. Although I guess one of them is still there in Infinity well, War. Many of them could um, be. Well, one of the two new characters that's yeah. been introduced at the end of this yeah. post-credit scene. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch I is still there. talking about. <laughs> okay. Quicksilver does not survive the next movie. R.I.P. Yeah. Do you have any comments on our post-credit scene beyond no, that? They, they were pretty straightforward. They were just... Yeah. They, they were pretty revealing for somebody who knows what happens yeah. in the next few movies. Yeah. <laughs> but not very revealing for people who don't. Yeah. Which I think is what they're yeah. going for. So that's that's kind of what God was going for. For... We do. What did you think? I love this movie. Love is a strong word. I, I mean, listen. I don't know if actually I love this movie, but I think that it deserves the grades that it well, gets. Yeah, love is a strong because word. I think strong word. 
I think uh, it, it has a lot of uh, nuanced approaches, but it's still really accessible. It's really watchable by anybody. It's really enjoyable. You actually have a decent script in here. It's it's a lot like The Dark World in that it's it's tough to poke holes in, right. which is a good thing. But then on the flippity-floppity of that, it's just better than Dark World in every way. Oh, yeah. Considerably. Absolutely. You know? Uh, like, like a lot better. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure for sure it is definitely i think i mean as far as power rankings go i think we're probably in the top three on this one that's that's a that's a strong strong thing to say i mean i mean i don't think it's better than iron man well i'm not i'm not quite there yet i there's there's some it's it's tough for me to to agree with the rating on this one like this is at the time i believe the third at at the time of release this was the third highest rated movie behind iron man and the avengers okay and like so i feel like it's got an 89 percent on rotten tomatoes and i know that critic ratings aren't everything but like that tells me i i should really like this movie 89% 89% is strong. Like that is a, a, a mm. 11% of people were like, eh, I just like, I didn't like it as much as I felt like I needed to. And I don't know if it had to do with the fact that I already knew the reveal, like that it wasn't a surprise for me that Bucky was the Winter Soldier and I knew it was coming, but it's just the whole time I'm like, there's nothing wrong with the movie. I had no major complaints, but at the same time, I, I wasn't just like, man, this movie is amazing. Well, let me see if I can convince you. Okay. Okay. Um, As far as villains go, Alexander Pierce. And Gorgonzola, whatever his Who? name is. <laughs> Dr. Zola. Zola. Right? Yeah. That's his name? Okay. Clear motivation. Yeah. Like, Dr. Zola is the reborn Hydra, is, you know, the future of everything, and Pierce wants to bring the world into a new world order. He's got a lust for power. Um, you yeah, know, Pierce he, makes a convincing argument. Got, I truly believe he thinks he's doing something right. Right. He thinks he is doing the right thing, which, like, is the first time in one of these movies that you could watch this movie and theoretically, like, agree with the villain. I think that they throw in, like, he's killing the president and things like that so that you're sitting here watching it like, oh, no, that's definitely not okay. Like, right. that's bad. Uh, but, you know, if he was like, I need to kill 20 million people and they're all very clear threats, I think a lot of people would be on board with yeah. that. Um, and that's what he believes, is he's killing 20 million very clear threats uh, across the globe. Right. So our villain, top marks. I would say probably the best villain we've seen so far, except maybe Loki. Uh, so that's okay. good. That's a good score. Okay. Right? Uh, we get serious character development from Captain America, who up to this point has just been, like, not getting that reference or has just been a bastion of right. good. Uh, so we get character development from him. We also get character development from Natasha, who up to this point has just been a badass and now is, like, making decisions and sacrifices for herself. So those are both good things. Um, so, you know, we've got characters, high score, villain, high score. Uh, the reveal is much better than any other reveal we've had up to this point. Uh, that Obadiah was the villain, that uh, uh, the Mandarin is not who he says he is. You know, it's like it's it's really a huge turning point. And we get to redevelop that relationship with Bucky, which is good. Right. right? And the reveal, mind-blowing. The action sequences, all excellent. Uh, it doesn't beat you over the head with special effects. It's got real fight choreography with really, really good stunt right. work. Uh, you know, you, the movie makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It's got the dementia scene where you really kind of feel what Captain America is fighting, uh, his personal battle. It nods to the VA and to what soldiers are right. going through. We get a view of a, a good American yeah. city in D.C. Uh, I mean, I, I really, like, it's tough to poke holes in this movie. You even, like, Nick Fury, who is a character I'm not super invested in, I like in this movie. So... And I get what you're saying, but like you even said to me earlier that you would, out of all the movies, not just the one we reviewed, that you would put this in like second place out of, or third place out of all the movies, all 16. Yeah. I can't do that. There's so many better movies in the series. There just are. I think there's two. I think there's four. I think we've seen one of them. I think we've seen two of them. 
You think the Avengers is better I than this? I think the Avengers is better than this, and I think that Captain America the First Avenger is better than this. So you think we've seen three movies that are better than No. So far, we've seen two. You just said two movies we've seen, and I know those movies you don't think are as good as Iron Man. Wait, what? Huh? You said the Avengers oh, and yeah, Captain yeah, yeah, America okay, are okay, better okay, Yes. Okay. Sorry. I, three. Yes. Three. I think there are five movies that are better than it. Total. I'm curious. As to, I know one of the movies you think is better than this. I don't know the other. I mean, we haven't gotten there yet. Because I know, like, I know your thoughts on yeah. Ragnarok, and I know my thoughts on Ragnarok, and I, I know that I rank them yeah. pretty high. I don't know what you think I'm, is better than we'll, this. You will have to find out. So I. Oh know, yes, I do. I so do, I, I, do know. I think that if I had to rank this and the power rankings, I would put this in fourth place. I would put it in third place. You think it's better, better I, than Captain America: The First Avenger? So yeah, I just I think Hydra even as a villain makes more. sense. I agree, it makes more sense. But like the power ranking for me, and I guess I don't know how you're classifying. But for me, it's just about like how I feel watching it, and I felt better watching Captain America: The First Avenger than I felt watching this because it's a propaganda film. It's designed, right? To do and that. I think that that's 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 it though. Like it, it achieves that. I don't know. I mean, it for me for me it's a it's a solid movie. It's okay. So let's look at it like this. I mean, where's our where's our power rankings? Um. So we got at the it's better than the Incredible Hulk, obviously. It's better than it that. is yep. better than Iron Man two. It yeah. is better oh. than Thor: The Dark World. Yep. It is better than Thor. Yep. It is better than Iron Man three. Yep. Say so. We're all agreed on that. Okay. Yep. It is not better in my mind than Iron Man one. Correct. And it is not better than the Avengers. Uh, I don't know. I I, I don't want to speak ill of the Avengers because it is a super fun, good time, and I love that movie. But I think the villains' motivations are clearer here. Oh, I didn't have a problem with Loki's motivations. I think the character development is clearer here. I do. Why does Loki want to rule Midgard? Whatever. Because we he tells us in the... Thor: The Dark World that it's his birthright. He believes that he is destined to rule. But I know an Ethan who in earlier movies would have been very upset if the villain's motivation had to come out in the next movie. It came out and it came but it, his motivation was that he wanted to rule the world. Like I know. But, but like what are the Chitari? Anyway. <laughs> uh. I I can I can you can put this in post if you want to. There's a great quote of you being like, I think the Chitari were explained just enough. I don't want any more. I <laughs> I don't need to put it in post. I do remember yeah, saying you that. can just quote yourself, uh, get a little clip of yourself saying it. Yeah. I, it, for me, it's in it's it's not it's not better than Captain America's First Avenger. I I don't know. How do we solve this? I don't know. I think it can go to a vote in our Facebook okay, group. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, do you see the merits? No, do you see sure. the argument? For I'm sure. Making? But it's, it's and, and 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 I'll be honest with you. I I am having the same internal struggle. And it's the same thing I told you before we started recording off camera off microphone is it like i don't know why i didn't like it as much as i should have i really don't can you see critically why it's better no no i can't interesting i would have no. thought you could um uh, i i mean i am having the like, same i don't i don't have I any i don't love I, I don't i don't have any holes to poke with captain america the first avenger i mean i could think of some holes to poke i could i could probably think of some holes to poke in this movie because at the end of the day it's all subjective right and, and that's so, the thing like i just to me to like, me it does there's a major problem in this movie Agent Maria <laughs> Hill's in it. it. She's a major factor, <laughs> down a downplaying factor. No, she's not a major factor. They took her out of a lot. Of she's it. still in it. Um, she is. She's not... also in the Avengers, which you have ranked do, higher than this. She, Phil Coulson <laughs> was in the Avengers. She, I would trade Maria Hill for Phil Coulson. That's Me what I'm too. saying. Like, I think that's a, a worthwhile investment. Okay. Uh, so I say, if you, if you, Ethan and I cannot decide if this movie is better or worse than its predecessor in the Captain America. I guess universe. we could call it a tie. Can't call it a tie. Uh, it is. Go- it goes to a vote in the Bacon and Eggs fans okay. Facebook group. Okay. Uh, the the vote will go live Thursday when this episode Thursday. goes live Thursday. Okay. So if you'd like to vote, please enter the group and uh, vote, and the results will be uh, determined 
the following. So we, we need a villain ranking to start with. Villain ranking. So we've got kind of a villain uh, by committee thing going on here. No. Well, yeah. So we've got two, three villains total. Uh, two villains, I think, are the two heads of Hydra that are. Yeah. Well, and, and just Hydra uh, in general, right. as well as the Winter Soldier. I think you, can, you can't really separate them. The Winter Soldier, right. the Winter right. Soldier so is the left arm of Pierce. On your left. Yeah. Uh, right. And, but I think Pierce, Zola. Winter Soldier. Uh, honestly, one to ten, I, I give him a pretty high score, probably like yeah, an eight. I would agree with that. Um, I would power rank them right, right behind Loki. Loki. I agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think that's an easy I choice. I would agree with that. Better than Red Skull. I don't. I don't know what our power ranking. I still is haven't gone back and figured it out yet. I'm. I'm a bad, bad person. But yeah. Well, you know, you're not the best. <laughs> listen, listen. Um, I will do that eventually, <laughs> some point before we finish this whole conglomerate series. But because I didn't, I didn't need it last week because it was still like we we're still talking about Loki. So I was just like, oh, whatever. So what is it on a, a scale from the Trade Federation goon to Sabalba? <laughs> a scale of uh, Tommy Lee Jones to to Heath. No, Ledger. you replaced him. Remember who did you replace him with? Was it Sabalba? <laughs> okay, it was Sabalba. Yeah. Okay, so Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face to Heath Ledger as the Joker. I'd yeah, I'd give him like a like a like an eight, no higher than an eight, but oh, an yeah. eight. Yeah, I mean it was it was a good yeah. committee system. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean you know they had some real motivations. They were really flushed yep. out. Uh, it was really really it was, well done. It was well done. Good good on you, mate. Ahoy, matey. Yeah. So Ethan, I need a uh, I need a uh, breakfast food for this movie. Um, and I'm honestly I'm coming up coming up tough on this one. The, you know the the obvious last choice in Captain America, not last choice, but the last Captain America movie we saw was. Very clearly a propaganda film. It was Grand Slam Breakfast. I think that was what we did was breakfast. the Grand Slam from Denny's. Yeah. The Denny's Grand Slam. <laughs> the Grand Slamwich, I think, is what we ended up at. Yeah. <laughs> so this one... This is not a propaganda film. For me, this film. one's tough. Like I said, because I, I didn't like it as much as, as I feel like I'm supposed to. That's just so like, weird. I just didn't. I don't know. I, d- I still don't know why. Okay. So like... Um, so what do you, I mean, where do you, where do you fall on breakfast? I don't that? know. That's what I'm thinking. Cause like, I love breakfast food. So like, I'm trying to think of a breakfast food that like somebody has recommended to me. And I was just like, nah, nah, <laughs> tried it. It was okay. So for me, okay. I got, what, I got it. I, would, I got it. I got it. Okay. It's like, okay, okay, okay. it's like eggs Benedict. Eggs, but you don't like eggs so Benedict? I get it. I like, I, I, I eat it and I'm like, I get it. I understand why people like this. I do, but I just don't like it as much as you're telling me. You're sitting here going, man, this eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict here is amazing. Oh, it's so good. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, all right. Is that French? Is Egg Benedict French? Would you I call that no French? I have no idea. It's got hollandaise sauce, so maybe it's Dutch. I was thinking German when you said that, but let's go back. to Ty doesn't know anything about Europe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the answer to that question from a week or two ago was uh, Ty doesn't know where the Netherlands was. Nope. He also cut himself out saying Swedish cheese last week. So, (laughs) just a reminder, Swedish cheese. So, uh, my breakfast food, I think... You know, if we're going for something that like no, I mean you you go for whatever you want because like that's my choice. But no, I know, I know, it's got all the ingredients to be great. Can't you you can't argue with it. You can't poke like for whatever reason. It's just not doing it for me. It's just not my go to. It's not my uh, my number one, my a one sauce. Here's here it is. Here's the breakfast food of the week from from your 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 old pal Tyler. Uh, it's it's crepes. Crepes, okay. Crepes, really thin pancakes. (laughs) Really thin pancakes. French for some Uh, reason. That that works perfectly actually. Yeah, that's why I was asking you. I was thinking about crepes earlier. French toast and crepes were the two things that came to my mind. Um, you know, it's it is it's really really good. Okay, it is really really good, but it's it's just not better than pancakes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like really thin Absolutely. pancakes. Genius idea. Genius idea. But you know, it's better than really thin pancakes. Thick pancakes. <laughs> Thick pancakes. Dude, I want you like, know Belgian saying? pancakes. 
You know, like Belgian waffles are like I really want, thick waffles. I want some I want, dumb yeah, thick I just pancakes, want, like like a pound cake, but, but like pancake, like yeah, pancake batter. Yeah. Actually, no, I don't <laughs> want that. That sounds so dry. My mouth is just oh like closing God. up. Uh, okay, all right. So um, we landed on that's, crepes. That's that works for me. For. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's about it. This episode of Bacon and Eggs has been brought to you by Europe. Europe. Please help Ty learn about Europe. It's to the east. Yes, it is to the me. east of you. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Uh, like, that didn't compute at first. It doesn't because, sound like, right. Because we are the, to the west of Europe. I'm like, no, it's to the west. Uh, I mean, it's also to the west if you yeah. go far enough. <laughs> like, Japan is, they're like, Japan's the far east. And I'm like, Japan is left. The closest yeah. west. Uh, th- uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bacon and Eggs. Uh, it really, it means the world to us. I just as a friendly reminder, the question of the week is going to be, uh, where does this fall in the power help rankings? Us out, is please. it better than the first Avenger or is it, is it, uh, not better than the first Avenger? Yep. We need your help to so go vote, to our Facebook group link and join the Facebook group and vote. Uh, we, we're super looking forward to having you guys there. Uh, it's a really cool community. It's already, I mean, there's about seven people there right now. So we, if you're there, we will refer to you by name. I can yes. guarantee that. Um, we're really excited to, to have that going. Um, as always, you can also find us on Twitter. The the uh, the show is at Bacon and Eggs twenty three on Twitter, and I am at AmeriCarlin, and Ethan is at Wow Now. The O's are zero. Also, there on Instagram at those names. Yes, um, we just want to thank you so much again for listening to the show. It, it really means the world to us, um, and we're we're really excited to be bringing this yep. to you every week. And we will see you next week when we cover Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not super yep. excited. Super exciting. <laughs> I am super excited. That is. Guardians of the Galaxy is on my list of two movies I'll watch when I'm sick from work. Do you know what the other one I is? I can't remember. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Boom. Uh, yeah, so we're really excited about that. and uh, It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good times. Hopefully I can. It's going to be good. Good times. Uh, also, guys, just just as a heads up, uh, I know we did the the, th- the Sunday brunch for Thor Ragnarok. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that because you haven't seen the movie or, or whatever, there is spoilers in it, so we understand. Um but uh, we're going to do another one of those this week. It's completely off the wall. We're actually going to be taking the Pottermore quizzes uh, on Sunday morning. Tune in for that. Uh, and you can be able to tune in for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's really just – it's going to be completely off the beaten path. You, all it you has do is nothing to do Potter with Marvel. So for all you people that are like, hey, are you ever going to talk about anything that's not Marvel? Yes. Yes, but only this one time. No, I'm kidding. We'll probably do it again. Uh, not not this – whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so we're we're really excited about that as well. Uh, a lot of lot of good stuff coming from us. Uh, thank thank you again for listening, uh, Ethan. Anything else? I've been Ethan Etchill, and it's been an absolute joy to bring this podcast to you. Uh, until next time, Arrivederci. Ars longa vita brevis. Chugga 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 chugga